Lived in Germany for many years while my father was stationed there U.S. Army. We lived off base in private housing and I loved it. That country is amazing, the vast forest, the mountains, the countryside, the farmlands, the little towns, everything. I quickly became really good friends with some local boys whose parents owned the town's dairy farm. We were always in the forest running around and exploring, fishing, playing army, etc. I was around 8 or 9 years old around that time, 37 now. One night, stayed late at the farm hanging with the guys. Left about 9 or 10-ish, it was dark. But then moonlight gave pretty good vision that night, I remember. I lived just across the soccer field and a small corn field from the farm. As I'm walking through the soccer field, I see a bit of movement, just real quick, from the corner of my eye along the tree line at the edge of the field. I quickly step up my pace. As I turn to take my usual path through the corn field to my house, I see at least half a dozen silhouette figures emerge from each side of the rows of corn on the sides of the path. I froze so hard, they just stand there. Then there's one behind me. Before I can snap around and haul ass, he asked, in German, where I was going. I turn around now and what I see surprises, but relieves me also. I answered in English and told him I was heading home. He was then curious about my English. Turns out it was a team of special forces operators. I mean these guys were decked out in so much tactical gear, I couldn't comprehend how they were able to move so stealthily. Night vision goggles, packs, bags, weapons, there was even a dog. They looked like total badasses who were using these small towns off base to do some training. I just happened upon them this particular night. I'll never understand why they chose to break cover and show themselves. They could have easily just stayed put, and I would have walked right by them non then wiser. They walked me home as it was on their way back, they said. Started off creepy for me, but it was actually pretty cool. An experience I will never forget that's always stuck with me. Cheers. Most skinwalker sightings occur in the U.S., but I have heard a few allegedly true stories of similar shape-shifting entities here in India. I have heard stories from my grandfather and my mother's grandfather about their encounters to be exact. Here I'll narrate my mother's grandpa's let's call him John story. It happened in the 50s, and in those days, the population of the area we live in was quite low. So adjacent villages were pretty far from each other, and the main mode of transport was horses. One evening after sunset he was returning home on his horse on a very lonely road. There was nothing but farmland and trees on both sides as far as he could see. Suddenly in the distance he saw a large white lamb, a baby goat-like animal, just standing in the middle of the road facing him. There were a lot of jackals in the area so John took pity and decided to carry the lamb or goat home along with him. He approached it and picked it up and placed it on his horse such that the animal was in front of him on its side with its legs dangling across either side of the horse. It must have been half an hour after that when it was getting a little dark that John heard scratching noises coming from the below. He looked and saw that the legs of the animal had seemingly grown so long that they were literally rubbing across the road as they were moving. 
He got so scared that he just it threw across the road and quickly ran away on his horse. But that didn't end there. When he was close to his home, but still not inside the village, he saw a disgusting-looking woman on the side of the road who started running alongside him. She was begging him to let him on the horse continuously. She ran away when human settlement came into view. John got high fever after the incident and was on his bed for a few days. He is now very old and himself told me this story. I think whatever he saw pretty much matches the qualities of a skinwalker. What do you guys think? When I was 24 years old, I drove all around the South End in Georgia, USA in a hearse. I was used to driving in the forest for miles on end with no contact with anyone else. The only comfort I had was the radio. I liked it even if it was mostly country rock and stupid love songs. It was around 11 p.m. and I was on this long stretch of road that I don't think anyone has been on for decades. By that point I had been driving down this road for two hours and it looked like there was no sign I was anywhere close to reaching the end. Soon enough I had to take a leak so I stopped the car and hopped out. I was and am a big dude. I think I was around 190 pounds. I have lost a lot of weight since then but anyhow, I started peeing in the creek and when I was done I headed back for my car, but then I heard something. I darted my head back and saw this strange animal. It had red tentacles surrounding its mouth and this great big fangs with a strange green bubbly liquid oozing out. The rest of the body was mostly a dark yellow apart from the red dots on its back seemingly in a random pattern. It had slimly skin like a frog and had the eyes of one too. It had a tadpole-like tail, but the strangest part were its legs. It only had two, and I don't mean it had two legs and arms. No, it just had two legs with large claws on them, and the ankles were raised like a goat. But they had a large spike sticking out of them like a dewclaw. It was making these awful heavy pig-like noises. It sounded like it just ran a marathon and the green ooze didn't help. I froze for a good three seconds, and it did too. It had its legs spread like it was in a power stance. Once I snapped out of it, I bolted for my hearse and sped out of there. I didn't stay long enough at sea if it was chasing me or not. So that's my story. I know the idea of a two-legged creature doesn't make sense because all vertebrates are known for their four legs, and it couldn't have been an invertebrate that's for sure. So please if you have any idea on what I saw please let me know. This all happened in 2016 if that helps. I was 12. Me and my father scouted the area several times. I had on first generation electric socks and insulated coveralls. It was 4 in the morning on a heavily traveled deer path, and we both found great spots in the heavy snow downwind of the path and concealed. I fell back asleep, my sock batteries died and my sweaty feet froze to my boots and my ass froze to the ground because I had a hot ass and it melted the snow which then refroze. A sound behind me woke me up and I turned around. A large doe's butt was about two feet from my face and I reacted by yelling shit because I was an ill-behaved and heavily armed child. All I saw after that was a white tail popping up in my face 
and some pains to my torso. As you can tell, I'm still traumatized 50 years later. I don't deer hunt anymore. Whoa, finally got that off my chest. During my eight years as a U.S. Navy submariner, I experienced an unforgettable incident. On one occasion, I found myself succumbing to exhaustion and dozed off aboard the submarine, which was a rare luxury given the demanding nature of our work. Little did I know that this moment of slumber would lead me into a realm of dreams that I would later refer to as the dream fish. In my sleep-deprived state, I dreamt of an extraordinary creature that seemed to attach itself to our submarine when we ventured into the depths of the ocean. This dream fish possessed an uncanny ability to manipulate our thoughts and influence our dreams using some form of telepathy or brainwave manipulation. In the dream, I was acutely aware that my thoughts and dreams were being influenced by this enigmatic entity, even though I understood it was not real. The communication with the dream fish occurred through emotional suggestions rather than words, creating a surreal and bewildering experience. It was by far the craziest and most peculiar dream I had ever encountered. Although I firmly believe that the dream fish is merely a creation of my subconscious mind, I must admit that subsequent dreams featuring this elusive creature occurred only when we were below a certain depth. Upon waking, I would instinctively determine the submarine's depth during the period of my slumber, something I hadn't bothered to check or know prior to falling asleep. Does the dream fish truly exist? Logically speaking, it is highly unlikely. However, the allure of its existence lingers in my mind. Perhaps, if you find yourself falling asleep beneath the embrace of the ocean waves, you too might encounter this enigmatic dream fish. Only then will you truly know if it is more than just a figment of the imagination. My and my friends are into hardcore survival. We got to remote areas of the UK and tried to stay for a week. No food, water or technology, but all is kept in our car close by in case of emergency. Anyways, we were in the middle of a forest we frequent because we know it well, and in the winter months food is harder to find. The sun had been down for a few hours and the six of us were sitting around a fire, just having general conversations when I heard the worst piercing scream I've ever heard in my life. It sounded like a young adult teenager girl. It was definitely human, and for a solid ten seconds, there was just repeated screaming followed by silence. I've been out in the wilds to know what foxes sound like and other animals like, and this was nothing like that. Me and some of my friends went to investigate and followed the direction of the scream while two of my friends stayed in camp. We looked for a solid two hours and couldn't find a thing, and headed back to camp. They didn't hear or see anything interesting either. We chalked it up to some animal or something, and we all tried to sleep. Obviously because of that experience the good all primal senses went into overdrive and I could hear twigs snapping all around the outside of my shelter, but blamed exactly that and went to sleep after rationalizing to myself about the weird goings on. I was then woken up by one of my mates tapping me and saying he heard muffled whispering and looked genuinely panicked. 
to put it into context for you, I've known this guy for seven years, and I've never seen him spooked like this, even when we go to weird spooky places like the screaming forest great place. I listened for this whispering and didn't hear anything, but I felt uncomfortable enough to wake the rest of the group up, and we went home early. To this day I have no idea if it was just another group of people messing with us, or if it was just him hearing things or what. I find it odd that in all our times going there we've never encountered anybody before. Nobody in our group has any idea what it really was, but we have fun pondering the possibilities. We've never gone back to that place because of that experience though. I was at the gas station with a few friends we were getting gas, and I had just a weird feeling all morning. I look at my Snapchat story views, and they are 666 with 6 screenshots. Me and my friend immediately both notice and make eye contact and I shut my phone off. Time passes we're still in the same spot waiting for our friend to get out of the store, and a truck pulls in next to us. The man that got out had sunglasses on, and I just got a feeling when I saw him. About ten more minutes go by just us sitting there, and he walks out again, but with no glasses on. He stands in front of me and smiles with his teeth, and his eyes were completely black. His bottom eyelashes were very thick and probably an inch long. I whisper to my friend, look at that man's eyes, and she saw his side profile and turned ghost white. I got tears in my eyes and goosebumps. I was born in northern New Jersey and grew up there. When we were teenagers my friends and I explored supposedly haunted places for fun, so we had a lot of memorable experiences up in that area. Nothing too crazy happened to us while exploring Shades of Death Ghost Lake apart from a generally weird vibe and hearing some creepy sounds, but about 20 minutes north of there in Sussex County was a different story. Two memories immediately come to mind where I actually saw something. The first is the Lake Monster of Forest Lake. I was about 12 years old, swimming halfway between Main Beach and the floating dock, when I felt something cold and very firm brush my toes. That water is tea-colored and silty, so you can't see too far down before visibility turns to zero. I was small then and kind of treading in place, so I could still see my feet in the murky water. After feeling that nudge, I looked down just in time to see this absolutely massive creature gliding slowly beneath me. It was huge, and I mean huge, maybe 10-12 feet long. In the moment, it just seemed to go on and on as it passed beneath me. I remember it was gray and sort of dappled in color. It felt smooth and kind of slimy. I absolutely flipped out and swam to that floating dock faster than I have ever swam in my life. Everyone thought I was making it up, but I refused to get back in the water. After about half an hour, my mother's boyfriend had to come and forcibly get me, and he swam me back to shore in a lifeguard carry. I actually never swam out in that lake again. If I went there with my family, my feet had to be touching the sand. I would not go any further out. I was ridiculed for it, but I didn't care. Folks tried to get me to admit I was just a kid and imagined it, 
or maybe it was like a fallen tree somehow floating autonomously through the water, but I know what I saw and felt. It was alive and it was swimming. Years later, a local friend who I had never shared my story with told me she'd heard from her parents about there supposedly being some kind of lake monster in Forest Lake. She described it as a prehistoric fish. I don't know about that, but it was pretty validating. It's a 45-acre lake, so who knows what is in there. To this day I hate swimming in lakes and will rarely do it because of that experience. The second is about the werewolf of Cranberry Lake. We had heard rumors over the years about there being a werewolf out in the deep woods of Alamuchi State Park, but we never saw anything until one summer night in 2008. There were five of us walking down a moonlit path in a marshy area, with one dying flashlight, just messing around as teenagers do, when we saw something moving down in a ditch beside the path. It was skulking low to the ground, and the clearest detail I remember is the joints didn't seem to bend the right way, like a cricket's back legs. It made a sudden, guttural growl and took off. Only saw a glimpse of it through the underbrush, but it was really solid and muscular looking, with short tawny fur. It bolted, and we ran away in the opposite direction. At first we theorized it was an injured mountain lion, but cougars don't exist in NJ. Back then we were sold on it being a werewolf. Werecat would make more sense. I still have no rational explanation. We were stone cold sober, and we all saw it. Didn't get a good look at the head because it was down low, but I remember the body just being so muscular and the back legs being bent wrong. We were absolutely wired and stayed for hours at the local diner talking about it and telling everyone who would listen. That was a good night. In 28 I was in the Navy, we were 100 plus miles from any land. It was about 3-4 a.m. off the coast of Peru. I was an electronics technician so I worked in radio with one other guy, a radio man, and we just sat up scanning on HF, UHF and VHF radios listening for drug runners. We intercepted a UHF signal that played a short piano preamble, followed by a haunting, computerized sounding woman's voice reading numbers. 11, 9, 4, 6, etc. This went on for about a minute, then the preamble repeated followed by the same number sequence, then it was gone. We recorded the transmission, wrote the numbers down, informed the captain, and shortly a message was sent off to the area commander about the strange message. The reply we received was to disregard. Creep me right the F out. I came to find out that this is a number station, and while the phenomenon is not entirely understood, it's likely a method for getting a secure message or code to an intelligence agent in the field over an insecure method of communication. Since the numbers could be attached to a one-time code, it's basically indecipherable. From May 2010 to May 2011, I worked as a security guard at a hydroelectric dam in Virginia. It was a fairly isolated location. If you needed an ambulance, you could expect at least a 20-minute wait. About a month after I was hired, 
One of the guys at the dam told me that most security guards out there quit after a few days because they got so creeped out being alone at the dam at night, and he was glad I was sticking it out. In truth, it could be creepy. Sometimes at night, when I was patrolling the basement level of the dam itself, I think about the fact that I was 50 feet below the water line on the low side, the only human being in about a mile and a half radius. Sometimes I'd hear weird noises in the woods, or catch a flash of a shadow while I was inside the dam. It takes a lot to scare me though, and I knew I was either hearing critters in the woods or my mind was playing tricks on me. One night however, something happened that scared the living hell out of me. It was a little after 11pm, and I was sitting in the guardhouse reading a book. Suddenly, I heard a tap at the door. What was creepy about the guardhouse at night, was that when you had the lamp inside turned on, people could look through the windows at you, but the glare made it difficult for you to see outside. When I heard the tap at the door, I thought it was a bug hitting the glass. It was so faint, and I knew there weren't any contractors at the dam. I had the place to myself. Then the tap came again, more insistent this time. I grabbed my flashlight and opened the door. There was no one there. Then I let the door slip from my hand and shut behind me. To my left previously concealed by the door, as I had opened it was a huge man, at least 400 pounds, wearing a gray sweatshirt and gray sweatpants. The sweatshirt was smeared with fresh blood. My heart started hammering. My blood ran cold. I was so scared I couldn't speak. As it turns out, he was a local fisherman who had been fishing off the bridge over the tail race, and he was wondering why the power company hadn't started back pumping into the lake yet, because they usually started a little before 11, and that was what always drew in the big striped base. He was smeared with blood because he'd already caught and gutted a couple and wiped his hands on his shirt. He felt really bad when he realized that he had approached me basically in the same way that a murderer in a horror movie would have. I am thankful to this day that I was unarmed security, because if I'd had a gun, I would have either shot him or accidentally shot myself while trying to shoot him. I was deer hunting on some private land. In back of me was another hunter who had built himself a blind out of straw bales on a slight hill. It was early in the morning when I saw a reddish dog loping at the other end of the field going across our field of view. The stupid idiot started firing his gun at the dog thinking it was a deer. Unfortunately he was also firing over my head. I could hear the snap of the 306 bullets over my head. It was obvious he couldn't hit the ground with his hat so I carefully moved away from the line of fire. Later that morning crouched in a low dip, some other idiot started firing his gun at something, the bullets rattling the leaves above my head. I was all done after that. Gave my guns to my son, and never set a foot in the woods again during deer season. A few years ago, maybe four or five years, I heard a knock on my door. I live in a large apartment complex with a dozen other tenants. Remembering this almost feels like a dream when I try to recall it now. I remember going to the door and opening it up, and there were two men in suits. 
I want to say they had sunglasses on, but I honestly don't know if that's me just misremembering. Maybe I'm just thinking of the classic men in black scenario, and it's morphing with my actual memory. Either way I don't remember their features at all really, but they were definitely in suits. All they did was ask me one question, and it was something like, hey does this person live here do you know this person? I remember just saying no, and they were like okay, and I assumed they thanked me and left. As lame as this sounds, I'm actually a bit frazzled as I type this because I know this happened, but I can't remember a lot of it for some reason. Looking back I'm not sure why I didn't find this more odd or didn't share it with anyone. I don't even know what I'm doing here, but I guess I want to get this memory out somewhere. Thanks for listening. I'm typing this just as I got home, and I'm getting more creeped out the more I think about this. So me and two friends were in the woods at a sort of park just outside of town. There's a cool scrapyard with a bunch of old quarry equipment that we were checking out, and by the time we're about to leave it's gone from dusk to dark. We use the flashlights on our phone to navigate out of the scrapyard until we get to the trail. Getting ready for a 10 minutes walk out, we decide to cut the lights and see if our eyes will adjust. This scrapyard's in an open part of the woods, and we were just going back into the tree line on the trail when I heard a stick crack and leaves rustling right to our left, about five feet in front of us right off the trail. Not knowing what this was, I stopped walking for a sec to make sure I wasn't just hearing things. I couldn't really see anything, but as I was pulling out my phone to turn on the flashlight, this weird, deep, but loud growl came from right in front of us. Right away we all just sprinted away and back towards the scrapyard. We decided to go through the scrapyard and onto the trail on the other side that led right out to the road, but a 15 men walk away from the parking lot where my car was. When we got back to my car, there was a police car parked in front of me, blocking my car off. We saw the cop at the entrance to the trails with a flashlight on, and waited for her to come to us. She asked us if we had seen a person in the woods, and described him as 5 feet 7, wearing all black with long blonde hair. We asked her if he was missing, and she said no he's not a missing person, but they're looking for him. We told her we hadn't, and she took our names and we left. Upon leaving, we saw a total of 11 cop cars spread out, some together along this road beside the woods. I originally thought that we encountered a black bear, however my friend who was with us hunts a lot and said it definitely wasn't a bear, and in fact he had never heard an animal make a growl like that before, and I have to admit, neither have I. The growl sounded weirdly human, almost too perfectly scary. Plus, if it was a bear, by running away we would have been mauled. I'm really confused and honestly creeped out. We've looked at several videos of different animals growling, but there's not too many where I live. Was it the guy the police were looking for? Was he insane or something? If it was this guy who growled at us, why? We are going back to the spot tomorrow, this time with some bear mace and knives etc., just in case to see if we can find any bear paw prints anywhere around. Update 1. According to our local Facebook groups, it was just a guy who was lost, 
and police located him about half an hour after we left. We did tell the police about where we heard the bear, maybe it was something else. Maybe the guy was actually crazy. Going back there in half an hour, he'll keep updating. Update 2. We went back to the spot this morning and spent about an hour looking around for any clues as to what was growling at us. We couldn't see any prints or anything indicating something else was there. At this point we're all still confused and I think it's gonna stay that way. Angler here. One night while at my favorite fishing spot my friend and I heard a noise. Now this sounded like some rustling about 10 feet or 3 meter away in some bushes. Now my friend called it off as just a rabbit, but I insisted on listening. Now that was no rabbit, but instead steps. Well in the region I'm from we have quite a lot of coyotes. So we pass it off as a mangy curious beast catching a glimpse of our fire. So to progress the night and feel easy we began to make noise and toss sticks and rocks to the bush. After a lengthy sit by the fire and a few more pops, we headed home leaving a few belongings behind. Well, when we returned the next day to retrieve our left belongings we noticed two sets of tracks. One large one small. These my friends belong to cats. Oh yes one mighty big cat and her cub. The feeling I had in my stomach was not due to the beverages from the night before, but the feeling of cheating death. I drove to Peekskill in upstate New York with my wife to check on the property we had bought for our summer home. As we arrived at the entrance to a dirt trail leading to our land, I pulled the car off the highway and we both started walking towards the back of the property. The area was wooded and stretched about 300 yards before dropping off in a steep bank and continuing up the slope of the mountain or hill. We wandered around, taking mental notes for our future house. As the sun began to set and darkness set in, we decided to make our way back to the highway, which was about a mile away. It was then that my wife called my attention to a light shining through the trees. In a particularly good mood and feeling calm and absent-minded, I didn't hesitate and started walking towards the light. We walked for about 200 feet until we reached a large rock. Suddenly, we noticed a shiny brassy-like object on the ground or slightly above it, accompanied by a figure standing next to it. We were both certain that the figure was that of a woman. For a brief moment, my mind seemed to go blank or numb as I didn't feel afraid while trying to observe the figure. I wanted to take a peek inside the object, as its port or door was open. However, the interior appeared hazy or misty. Through the port, I could only make out a few glass-like rods with bluish spheres on their ends. There were also some black pipes visible. The top of the object had a brassy color, with a dimpled or hammered texture while the bottom had a peculiar gleam similar to stainless steel dull and shiny at the same time. Pipes extended from the bottom of the top and went down to the edge of the object. The female entity standing nearby wore a black rubber-like hood that reached halfway down her back, and it seemed inflated, as I could observe it pulsating or changing in size. The woman's fingers appeared unusually flexible, 
as I thought I saw them bending in a wrong way, although I couldn't be certain if it was due to the strange lighting. She held a tube in one hand, which connected to the port, and a black box with an attached wire in the other. Her face was covered by a plastic-like mask, and she wore goggles. The woman's eyes seemed luminous, shining through the dark goggles. It was at that moment that the realization struck me that this was not something to casually observe, and I began trembling like a leaf. My wife held onto my hand so tightly it hurt, seemingly frozen in place. I tugged at her, but she remained stiff as a board and wouldn't budge until I forcefully shook her. I half dragged her into the car, started the engine, and sped away from there. After driving for about three miles, I stopped to check on my wife. She was pale as a sheet, her mouth moving, but unable to form words. I restarted the car but found that I couldn't drive due to my feet and legs shaking uncontrollably. Later examination of the location revealed signs that a heavy oval object had been there at some point, or perhaps the area had been trampled over. I was in the sixth grade when I had my first real encounter with a supernatural creature of Appalachia. I live on a small off-road in the middle of the woods. Only about 13 give or take houses are on my road, so it's quiet at night. When I was a child in Appalachia, I was taught things to avoid any supernatural confrontation, but it was bound to happen one day. Some rules that I learned were, never be out alone after dark, if you see it, no you didn't, if you hear it, no you didn't. Things along the lines of that. It was January and I had gone over to my friend's house who was about three houses away from mine, so not far. But it was winter and the sun goes down early and I had lost track of time and it was six and pitch dark outside. When we realized how dark it was already, she offered for me to just sleep over since she knew there was a possibility of me running into a supernatural creature. But I insisted I just walked home. She then offered to walk me home so I wouldn't be alone. Again, I said no. So I went outside into the frigid icy air and walked home. I had my phone flashlight on so I could see a creature from far away in an emergency. I walked home as normal looking at the beautiful icicles and snow piles everywhere and thought, I'll be fine. I was wrong. My driveway to get down to my front door is steep, and it goes down fast, and at the end is the woods. It's woods for at least five miles back. I walked down slowly since there was ice everywhere, and then I heard rustling in the bushes at the bottom of the driveway in the woods. I pointed my flash down and I saw a wolf but it didn't look normal. Living in the Northeast, I see many wolves, but this one looked demented. Wolves won't strike at you or run up to you unless you provoke them, so I thought it would all be okay. I was about halfway down my driveway, and every step I took the wolf looked more and more demented. It had glowing eyes, and it was very big to just be a wolf. At that time, it started moving towards me fast. Another rule I learned as a kid was to never run from one of those creatures. But I did run. My front door was locked, but I had a key in my hand. It took me what felt like forever to unlock the key as it jiggled in the keyhole. My anxiety was so bad and even though it was 20 degrees out, I was sweating like crazy, 
Finally, the door unlocked and I ran in. There is a window right next to my front door, and I looked out the door and there it was. A skinwalker shapeshifted as a wolf. Its eyes were beady and cold, it was hungry. I looked away scared of what would happen next. After about a minute, it was gone never to be seen again. Every night for about two months after that I was spooked to even close my eyes to sleep. It got so bad I had to start taking melatonin. I'm mostly fine now but here and there I still feel like this wolf was watching me. It still spooks me to this day. That was my first ever encounter with a supernatural creature, but many were to follow after that one. I had many stories to share about these creatures, but that's for another time.